Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of Epic Fantasy Romance. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Huh. So, today is, say it with me, people, Friday! Do chair dance. Uh, March 31st, so not only is it the end of the week, it is the end of the month, the end of the first quarter of 2023. Is it me? It's flying. It is flying along. I do not know what happened to March. Well, I think I burned it writing this book, um, but that is neither here nor there. So um, tomorrow is April. Hooray. Uh, we have had such a long cold spring here in Santa Fe. I think in a lot of places, certainly uh, the Western United States. Uh, we haven't been getting hammered like California, but we get all of that coming our way, all that great Pacific moisture. Precipitation has been amazing, uh, <laughs> but it's been cool. And Wednesday evening was like our first really nice that afternoon and evening. I went over to my friend Megan's house and we took a long walk and everybody we passed, everyone's like, it's spring, it's finally spring. So with spring, um, inevitably comes, uh, you know, March, February, March showers, snow showers bring juniper pollen. Uh, and we have had ferocious winds, terrible winds yesterday. It's windy again today. And so I am, all of this is a long way of saying that my sinuses are going, my allergies have fired up the price we pay you ever think about that i mean that's like that there's always a price right that you can't just have a nice thing you can't have nice spring weather without the attendant pollen um and we talk about this in world building right fantasy world building that you know like with magic systems or with superpowers or any of these kinds of things that there's always a price that you can't just spend magic um just heal somebody and have no consequences and that's really embedded i think in our human psychology right that there's always a price to pay um is this a requirement of the universe i mean there's balance right um you all know that i'm a practicing Taoist, and so I believe very much in being with the Tao, and that there is that you know finding the flow where you are part of the well, the flow of the universe of the Tao, and I don't know if that really has that idea of that there's always a cost that you always have to pay a price. Um, I think that definitely comes out more in judeo-christian perspectives right you know that you um must suffer in order to achieve a thing i do think a lot of times pain is required to achieve the things that we want but do we ever have to pay a price um <laughs> so it's funny i have i could try to show you if you're on video see i have this lump on my left shin uh, it's, it's like right on my shin. It's a little, um, bone chip. And if I go to see a new massage therapist of some sort, they will always notice it. Otherwise it's really not noticeable. Although, um, 
I don't, was it last summer? Sometime I was having drinks with my friend Megan, same Megan, um, her portal, and I had my legs stretched out. And she said, oh, what'd you do to your leg? And I said, oh, I did that over 30 years ago, which is my what I always tell people. And she said, oh, she said, I never noticed it. And I always thought you had such nice legs. <laughs> and I was like, and she's like, I mean, <laughs> I was like, I know what you mean. Um, it does, I suppose it is a disfigurement, but um, it's just like this little bone chip in there. And I know precisely when I did it because it was on my third date with my husband, David, and the first time that we kissed. And it was January and I was going into his apartment building and I slipped on the ice and hit my shin on the edge of the concrete step. Um, and yes, it hurt. And I guess it knocked off a little bone chip and now it's got scar tissue around it. And 99% of the time, I forget that it's there. I had surgery on that knee, um, low these many years ago, 25 years ago. And the doctor was going to take out that bone chip. He said, oh, I could just take that chip out for you at the same time. I said, okay. And then he forgot. <laughs> so I figured it's a bit to stay. Anyway, my point, and I do have one is that uh, this one massage therapist, actually one of my favorite ones here in Santa Fe at 10,000 Waves, Karma. If you get a chance to have a nose-to-toes treatment with Karma, do it. He's amazing. Uh, but one of the first times I saw him, he saw that. And so I told him. I told him the story, as I do for everyone, including you all. And he said, oh, he said, that's, that's your your mark that was the pain that you had to give the thing that you had to give up in order to have this love and i thought oh that's really nice you know that's kind of a, a cool thing and i mean he does use the name karma i assume that is not what his parents named him though you never know but um i was telling that story to i've told that story many many times over the years every time someone notices the lump on my chin and I was telling a friend of mine not that long ago and she looked at me funny and she said, why did you have to have pain to have love? Why did you have to give something up to have love? That doesn't seem fair. And I thought, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, but we have that idea. And certainly we put it in our stories because, and I don't think it has to be a be all and end all. Um, you know how people are with giving writing advice <laughs> Hi. Um, that they will tend to put out things as rules and say this is what you have to do and that is a science fiction and fantasy standing rule especially for magic that you cannot have magic without a price um, and the reason for this is is it makes things too easy for your characters uh, if they can solve everything with magic and not have to um, pay a price or suffer in some way, then the story moves too easily. So, you know, if I can just magically manifest everything that I want, then there's no conflict in the story. Every conflict is overcome by simply solving it with magic. And I think you probably read those stories, right? Where <laughs> it's... Um, there is um, one author who I really like a whole lot, but it's sort of like with each new book, the characters have more abilities that never showed up before. 
uh, you know, that's like, oh, and they actually have this amazing and magical ability too. And it's like, at some point, it just starts to get silly. It's like, well, is there anything that this person cannot do? And that's when you start verging into this like Mary Sue territory. Um, I don't remember what the male version is, but it doesn't matter because I feel like it's kind of gender non-specific you know the character who is so perfect and so wonderful that they can do anything at all uh the problem with that is that it gets misapplied a whole lot you know a lot of people do not um i don't know don't um they don't understand what mary sue means uh they they tend to apply it to any character that they think uh has is able to accomplish anything too easily. Uh, anyway, neither here nor there. So um, thank you all for the enthusiastic response to the Patreon and Discord. I'm getting everything set up. I think we'll probably go live next week. So that's exciting. Uh, we're probably just going to do a soft launch and let people start filtering into the Discord and just do it organically. See how it feels. See how you all um, how you all take it, right? Uh, what do you want from it? I want to be able to shape it to what you want. I've been getting good suggestions with from other people, um, like having interviews with authors, bringing them in. Uh, that could be kind of fun. So there will be there will be lots of that kind of thing. So at any rate, um, I'm going to probably leave it to the people who actually join the Patreon to tell me what they want uh, rather than have it become a thing of, well, I'll only join your Patreon if. Although, if you have very, very strong feelings that way, let me know. But um, probably it's going to be like the people who commit get to shape it. Uh, so progress this week on Rogue Familiar. I actually made good progress. Um, yesterday was not great but i have done pretty well overall this week i'm almost at seventy-seven thousand words which means i have like sixteen thousand to go which means i can finish next week uh, it's looking very doable at this point so that's my goodness um and i'm trying to be kind to myself not always my forte because I have written already so far in March more words this month than I have in any month since January 2022. Uh, so more than a year. Um, so I'm very happy with what I have done to increase my productivity. I had, um, I think just one 3k day week this week. Yeah. But I also wrote well, I've written 8,000 words so far this week, uh, which is, is pretty good. Um, I should exceed every other week this year, except for that first week of March when I um, pushed too hard and kind of had to rebound from it. So the book is coming along. I feel like the ending is shaping up. It's not what I thought it was going to be because it just never is. <laughs> Uh, why do I even fight it? And I know I appreciate all of you who send me messages and say, uh, 
why do you fight it? <laughs> Trust the process. This is what you do every time. And it's all, yes, I know. Um, so we'll see what I get done today. Uh, and I might poke at it some this weekend. I might do some like a thousand words or something this weekend, or I might just take off the weekend and relax. Uh, I think we are going to go to Tucson next weekend for Easter. Uh, we will see people have been getting sick with COVID. Uh, and I'm not sure why I think they're just like passing it around their little senior group, you know, my mom is funny. Hi mom. Because she said, well, don't you all have COVID there? <laughs> I was like, well, yeah, but I don't actually don't know anybody here who's been catching it. I know other people, um, in other places that have been coming down with it. Um, some friends in New Hampshire did and like these folks in Tucson. So yeah, to, to my knowledge, I'm still one of those people. David and I both um, have never had it. Um, never tested positive, never felt symptomatic. So, uh, you know, knock on wood stays that way. So my mom's saying maybe you shouldn't come because people are sick, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it would be nice to go get to some sunshine, although they've been blustery there as well. And, uh, on the vanity front, for those of you on video, you could see, look at this silver at my temples. So if you are behind on this saga, my hairstylist at the end of February, uh, got a detached retina and had to have emergency surgery. He called me and or actually he texted me, but, and he said he had to be down for a month. And so I thought, okay, you know, well, you know, life happens and I can live. So it was going to be the end of March, right? Was his month was up and I have a, like I have a regular every six weeks appointment with him because of this. And so my next appointment was like April 18th. So I thought, I wonder if he'll schedule me sooner or if we'll just go with April 18th. And I was just being, you know, at peace with either option, but you know, it's like, okay, the lasting till April 18th. Well, reader, uh, Larry's partner, Tom called me on Tuesday and said that Larry was almost up with his 30 days and he's so bored because he doesn't like to sit and that he um, started to lose vision in the corner of his eye again, same eye. And so they had to rush him in for emergency surgery and like put a silicone strap in there and stuff. And now he's got to go another month. And he said, so uh, he said, Larry will not be scheduling hair appointments until the end of April or early May even. And he said, and he's so sorry. And he, and I said, well, that's all right. And Tom said, there's going to be a lot of gray hair in Santa Fe. I was like, yes. But um, my mom said, maybe I have to find someone else. We'll see. I actually don't mind it yet. And I'm still thinking about when Larry does get back on his feet, leaving like these little Bonnie Raitt temple streaks of silver. Um, I'm trying to decide how much they age me because I'm vain. All right. So, um, anything else? So kind of the positive yesterday of me, um, winding down on words, I went to writer coffee, which was fun. The gang was all there and we had some great conversations. Uh, 
this coffee shop where we normally meet, Iconic here in Santa Fe, is going to start an author series. And so uh, I'm going to be doing an event with Melinda Snodgrass, the fabulous, um, probably on May 4th. May the 4th be with you. So it's not totally confirmed, but I will let you all know um, in case you are local to Santa Fe or want to be. <laughs> uh, it should be fun. So writer coffee was good. Um, it just kind of got my head out of the book and I think allergies and all of that. And also I'd done a lot so far this week. But so then the funny thing that happened is uh, David's iPad died. It kind of just became a brick suddenly. It um, a few days ago, he said he got a message on there saying iPad unavailable. That's <laughs> like, but you're right here. And then it came back, but then a couple days later, it just completely kaput. And so I called Verizon for him yesterday afternoon and talked to this gal, Kiana, here at the Verizon in Santa Fe, who was delightful. Uh, she was just great. And she and I explained to her what's going on. And she's like, so let me, you know, can you, you know, tell me more and all this? I'm like, you know, it's a brick. You know, we try to charge it. Nothing happens. Try to turn it on. Nothing happens. And I said, what I need to know is, should I bring it into you or should I take it to the Apple store? And she said, well, bring it in. And she said, are you going to come in this afternoon? And I asked David, and I said, you know, I'm, I'm done on words. So this is a good time for me to go run you around. And I needed him so that he could do his passwords. So we go in. And she'd already gotten access to our account when I was on the phone with her. I gave her access. And this gal is such a fireball. We sit down with her and she said, okay, you, do you have insurance on it? So you could pay, you know, like your $250 deductible and get a new iPad um, replacement. And it won't come till like Monday because we don't have one in the store. And then she goes, or, and I'm kind of braced for the heavy sales pitch, but she was, she was such a good salesperson. She said, I've been going through your account and you have so many offers. She said, you have been accumulating offers because we've been with Verizon for apparently 21 years. Who knew? She's like, and Verizon wants to reward you for your loyalty. And I, I get frequently annoyed with Verizon. So I, I restrained my snarky remarks about this, but she had like compiled. And so she laid it all out for us. David had an iPhone 7. If you have an iPhone 7, they will give you $800 for it right now because they want to get them out of the world. <laughs> uh, so we ended up doing this whole thing that like for $250, we ended up with all new devices. David got a new iPad, a bigger one. He got a brand new iPhone. I got a new Motorola phone. Very exciting. Um, so completely new devices and our monthly bill will go down by $60 a month. So I was actually very pleased <laughs> with how it worked out. I did not go in there. We ended up being gone like three hours. Uh, got takeout from Harry's Roadhouse on the way home, for those of you who know, because we were starving. We didn't get home till like seven. So it was kind of a funny thing, you know, like left the house to fix his iPad and came home with three new devices and then of course, having to do all the setup, but, um, yeah, it was, I don't know. It was, it was fortuitous. My phone was being somewhat weird, so maybe this will take care of the weirdnesses, but it was very funny because David's 
and she transferred all the data. Everything just transferred seamlessly. But mine took a long time. She, she's like, oh, you, to David, you don't have much on your phone. And then she does mine. And she's like, you do. <laughs> I was like, I know. I have a lot on my phone. I live on my phone. And when we finally got to the point that um, it turns out I have over 1,200 contacts on my phone. And she looks at it and she goes, whoa, you are a really important woman. <laughs> it's like either that or I'm a pack rat with contacts. I want to know who's calling me, people. Uh, so, so yeah, I have all these contacts on my phone. And so I started, I'm like, well, you know, uh, she asked me if I was using certain things for business. Cause I have my authenticator and she said, do you use that for work? And I said, well, no. And then even still, after all this time that I'm, you know, been a full-time writer since 2015, uh, when somebody says, do you use this for work? I still think of like my old day job. Isn't that funny? Uh, and cause I said no. And, and then I said, well, actually, yes, I guess I do because I'm a writer and I, yeah, like for my Instagram and my Facebook, it's, it's all my two factor authentication because I have things locked down pretty quite tight. So should you. So, um, so yeah, I just thought that that was really kind of amusing. So here we are all new devices and, um, yeah, kind of a funny day yesterday. So I'm going to try to be more productive today, get more done. We'll see what I do over the weekend. But um, I have been getting some people who clearly do not follow me on social media. How very dare. Uh, calling or calling, emailing me. Uh, someone emailed me and said, I thought that I would have your book on my Kindle by now. Because they bought through my website store, which you could also do. And I was like, oh, not yet couple more weeks, just a couple more weeks, I promise. So there we go. Uh, all right. Hope that you all have a productive day. Uh, I hope that if you have to pay a price for anything that it's not painful. Um, and, and don't exact prices from other people if you don't have to. You have a wonderful weekend. Take care. Bye-bye.